Hi friends, it's me, Diana Piquet, and it's Weight Loss Wednesday. Welcome. I'm a West Coast mama who has yo-yoed with weight my whole adult life. Over the last couple of years, I've been really doing my best to lean hard on a self-loving approach that would keep my weight in check, and it was realistic enough for me to do for the rest of my life. I'm really tired out from 40 years of losing a bunch of weight and then slowly gaining it back over time. It's been exhausting. I wanted to take care of this beautiful body of mine because I love being alive and I want to be a vibrant, confident, and healthy version of myself. I've been learning, journaling, reading. I've been listening to my own self-talk. I've been making some mistakes and yet observing my confidence growing week after week. I wanted to share my journey because I know what it's like to feel embarrassed or alone over this issue. And the truth is you absolutely are not. I hope you have a listen and I hope that in some way you can take some of this, apply it to your life and see some benefits. I'm so excited to share with you. And as always, I'm cheering you on from Huntington Beach. And it's me, Diana. It's Weight Loss Wednesday, and I'm excited to talk to you about this subject because I have been living it out in full force lately, summertime, all the yummy foods. And what I'm going to talk about today is learning to be cool with all the foods. Um, The barbecue, the bread, the ice cream, the jello shots all the foods, all the drinks, all the things. And um, I can say for me in the past, one of the things I would always do is like, I'm like, okay, starting Monday. And I would start Monday and I would like purge my pantry and pre-prep a bunch of like grilled chicken and broccoli and like all the things a trainer would tell you to do. And that is definitely a way to drop weight consistently and quickly. The problem with it is, is that I'm not going to eat, you know, barbecued chicken and broccoli only on a daily basis because that leaves you leaves any of us feeling deprived and it really kind of primes you up for like massive overeats and like once you have a big overeat that really primes you up for a big mental beat down where you're like I'm just such a loser I'm never going to get this under control so one of the things that I learned from the no bs program which is Corinne Crabtree she has a podcast called losing 100 I love it I've been doing it since January one of the tools that she talks about is I don't know how she says it but for me it's like learning to be cool with all foods and the one of the ways that you can do that is to plan for them throughout your week so the the way that she says is like write down a piece of cheesecake. Do you have to eat the whole thing? No, I I don't eat the whole thing of cheesecake anymore. Um, When I want a burger, I'll see if I can get my husband to do like a 60-40 split with me. And so that way I'm having like 40% of a burger, which I'm plenty full, I'm satisfied. And then I had my burger craving checked off without having an entire burger and French fries and a shake and all that kind of stuff. So it's been these sort of like low level, slow, gradual, learning about myself, getting patient with myself, making mistakes, and then just getting curious about why did I make that mistake? And how can I learn from it? One of the things I started recognizing during that discovery phase was I realized I was coping with a lot of my feelings by using yummy foods. And I guess that's something I always kind of knew. But I didn't really realize how long these ingrained habits of depending on food to cope. One of the things that really helped me recognize it was, you know, my, my little one would stub her toe and I'd be like, Hey, 
you know, if I wanted to distract her, if she's crying, I want to make her feel better. I'd be like, hey, do you want to go to yogurt land to like after school to and she, she stops crying. She's like, oh, yeah, you know, and then I would realize I'm like, man, let's let's not reward her with food when she's good or when she's hurt or whatever. Food is not the answer to our problems. A hug is an answer. Uh, you know, talking, uh, a little ice bag, you know, being cozy on the couch is the answer when something's wrong, but going to yogurt land is not the answer. And so by recognizing I was using that old habit that was used on me probably back in the day, uh, a cookie makes you feel better kind of a thing that I'm doing it to her was a great way for me to realize, and I'm doing it to myself. So I think I've talked about this before on the podcast that, I would have a lot of anxiety around mine and my husband's story, especially with elders. I felt very judged in my um, quite white neighborhood. Um, I would go to Bunko with all these old white ladies and I'm an adoptive mom twice. Um, I'm a biological mom and I have five kids and they range in age from five to 20 years old. And not so much now, but like back in the day, like we had our front yard is our, um, front yard is our backyard. So we had the trampoline in the front yard and we had a big swing out there and it's kind of how our houses are set up. And so we were like the loud, noisy house with a bunch of preteen kids back when we first got together. And not out of unkindness, just out of curiosity, a lot of these women who married a man and stayed married their whole lives would ask me like 5 million questions about Oh, well, the one with the blue hair that scooters all the time, is she the adopted one? Or, oh, the, the you know, they, they'd asked tons and tons of questions about my family. And I don't think anyone was particularly trying to be hateful or hurtful or make me anxious. It was just the effect that it was having on me. Because I divorced and Thomas and I got together, <clears throat> excuse me, and we had a baby that we weren't planning on at 45. And it has turned out to be, I mean, we wouldn't change it for the world. We love her. It's amazing. But it was a lot. Um, Erlen's mother had passed away, so we were worried about Erlen's grief process. Mia had been taken away from her mom, her birth mom, because her mom had addiction issues. So we were worried about Mia. Like, oh, she, you know, she, she was originally taken in from foster care with my ex-husband, uh, he and I divorced, he opted not to adopt her, I adopted her on my own. And then I married Thomas. So now I'm like, okay, now I'm bringing another guy into this poor baby, who never had a stable upbringing to begin with. And then there's my two kids, who I divorced their father after 17 years. So they were dealing with their own, you know, bit of not bit of like, full on divorce trauma. So we've already got these four kids. Now we've got this baby on top of it. And I was reeling. It was hard. Um, there were parts of it that were amazing, like Thomas, like just, he was the bomb, but there were parts that weren't amazing, like trying to fit everybody into a three bedroom house, trying to make everybody a brother and sister, trying, feeling like we were like the freaks on the block. So when I would go to this Bunko thing, suffice it to say, I would go face down in the M&Ms. I'd eat all the Pequant meatballs. I just would eat and eat and eat and stand in a corner and try and avoid people. And then I finally realized like, man, I had been doing so good on these weight loss goals that I had all week, you know, eating my chicken and broccoli. And then as soon as this stressful situation popped up, I just blew it. And by being able to be in a discovery phase and a curiosity phase 
and discovering like, wow, this is what's going on for me. I realized like the neighborhood bunko was not for me because I wasn't in a place. I mean, I could go now to neighborhood bunko and sip on a a flavored vodka and soda and enjoy the shit out of myself now because I'm very confident in my life now. I'm very proud of my life. Ask me all the questions you want. I will brag like a crazy woman about my family because I am really proud of what we've accomplished with these five kids and what my, my husband and I have done together. It has not been an easy road, but we've done an amazing job and I'll brag all day, but I wasn't there then. And the way that I would cope with that is by overeating and overeating a lot of the wrong foods, which didn't it wasn't aligned with the goals that I had for myself. During this discovery phase two, Thomas and I recognized that also we were celebrating with food. And so it wasn't just like sadness or anxious times or times when I wasn't feeling great. It was also times when I was feeling super happy. It's like, let's go out, let's eat, let's drink, let's have three or four margaritas, let's order in the pizza. We were, we were happy. We had found each other. We were enjoying each other. We were planning our wedding. We were having a baby. Let's eat. Let's gain weight. And discovering that it's not really good for either one of us either to be gaining a bunch of weight and eating all the foods and not worrying about working out. And so while these problems were becoming apparent, like food is food. Food is not a reason to celebrate with, and it's not a reason to punish yourself with, and it's not a medicine for coping with your problems. All it is is nourishment. And there's no reason that I shouldn't enjoy food and we shouldn't enjoy food, but I should not be eating way past full on a regular basis. I should not be drinking way past anything on a regular basis either. So through all this, it became really apparent that I needed to learn a new way. And Sometimes I just learned to avoid stress. Like I didn't, I didn't go to Bunko anymore. I stopped going to Bunko. Bunko was not my jam. I needed to protect myself more. And then other times I would use uh, little secret funny things. Like I would text myself. Like if I was in an anxious situation, I wanted to eat. I would text myself like, uh, you know, I'm coming to the understanding that here's another situation where I want to eat and um, I'm not even hungry. I just want to do it to cope with. So I started looking up or listening to people that were talking about ways to deal with stress besides food. And I would come to understand like putting my hand on my chest and just like saying, you know, I'm here for myself. And I know this, this might sound really like woo woo or like corny or like, like really lady, you take the time out of your day to do this. But I was having a big problem with overeating due to the fact that I was stressed out like crazy all the time. And so just showing up for myself and being like, this is, it is completely normal that you are super stressed at 2.30 when all the kids come rolling through the door with all their friends and they eat all the food and you are like the sorority house mom reminding people not to cuss in front of, you know, your three-year-old. It's stressful. It's okay and normal. Any woman would be stressed. There's nothing wrong with you. So just showing up for myself in that way. Also, realizing that chugging chugging you know eight ounces of water and then counting to 90 a lot of times got me through screw it I'm just going to eat some dark chocolate because the kids are just driving me crazy you know um that some of these like coping tools that came along really I was able to kind of play them out and like let things pass in my body so a lot of this was just a discovery phase I mean I was noticing I have this old habit 
old, old habit, probably from when I was a three-year-old and someone gave me an Oreo to cope with the fact that I stubbed my toe, that this old habit was like, if you're stressed, if you're sad, if you're hurt, get a cookie. Um, and I had to learn a new habit of turning to non, non, uh, damaging things to deal with my stress. I had to deal with my stress in some way. It's not going to be a cigarette. It's not going to be an Oreo. It's not going to be with getting online and buying something because none of those are aligned with my goals. I had to be able to deal with stress by just sitting down and like staring at a wall, putting my hand on my chest and being like, okay, you're stressed. It's a normal feeling. This feeling is going to come and, and, and it's going to go and I can sit here and breathe through it and I'm going to be okay. And that is, oh my God, you guys, that is showing up for yourself. Once you can start doing that and you're like, I am showing up for myself with myself. And I have that wherever I go. I might not have an Oreo if I'm stressed out somewhere else, but I always have my hand to put on my heart, God willing. So sometimes I'd be stressed out in social situations, which I think a lot of us have that, you know, that's why we have people with addictions is because it's hard to cope with these big, big, big old fat feelings that come over us and we don't know how to cope with them. But I would also notice sometimes I'm getting like stressed out for nothing. Like I would have... Like say I'd be out in the morning and I didn't plan for breakfast. And so I had to take the kids to school and do one other thing and come home. And that would stress me out because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm having feelings of hunger. I'm like, am I going to pass out? You know, am I going to ruin my metabolism? Am I going to this? Am I going to that? And I realized like, I'm going to be okay. It's, I got enough fat on my body and, and muscle on my body that I'm going to be okay if I have to go hungry for an hour. If I forgot, you know, to pack a snack or whatever, I'm going to be okay. If I'm in a social situation and there's not any foods that I really like would have chosen and I don't necessarily want to eat some like high fat like thing that's, you know, kids birthday parties are a perfect example. The The food choices are soda and, and pizza. I didn't plan for any of that. I don't want any of that. It's okay. I can go a couple hours being hungry and then get somewhere else where I can make a healthy choice. And so some of that stress that I was putting on myself was like really unnecessary. Like I don't have to, or even eat, just eat the pizza and don't be stressed about it. Make your best choice. After going through hunger a couple of times, I realized it's fine. You know, drink some water, hunger passes. You know, one hunger pain is not going to be like a death sentence for me, right? So some of those mental anguishy things I was doing to myself, I realized was like, I was putting way more drama on the situation than it was really warranted. Actually, like an actual coping tool that I now have in my toolbox that I never had before that now I'm good with eating ice cream. Like I eat ice cream, I have a scoop of it. I eat it on a special occasion when I've planned it and I really want it. I don't just like randomly, oh, the kids are downstairs eating ice cream. I'm going to just like dive face in. No, we're going to go out on Friday night for date night and we're going to go to this special place and I'm going to look forward to it all week and I'm going to have a scoop of ice cream and I'm going to stare lovingly into my husband's gorgeous blue eyes and we're going to listen to the waves come in on the beach. I mean, I know this sounds like very fantastical and romantic, but this is how I'm going to enjoy my ice cream now. If I'm going to have it, it's going to be worth it. I'm not going to go get a fudgesicle that's stale, you know, out of the gas station and, you know, slam that down while I'm, you know, driving the car and, you know, 
not feeling good about myself. I'm going to plan out ice cream and I'm going to have it in a very like lush, delicious, uh, loving myself way. And that's how I plan those foods now. Like tonight we got invited to some friend's house for Italian and their mom is actually an Italian and she's going to cook us actual Italian and I am freaking excited, but I have a plan for it. I'm going to try a little bit of everything and eat until I'm satisfied. I'm not going to go overboard. I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not going to probably have dessert because I already have dessert planned on Friday and yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm not nervous about it. So it's like this new like way of being good with food, um, foods that I crave. Like I have all these contingency plans around what's coming up and what I will do and what I won't do. My deal breakers, you know, things I can bend on a little bit. One of the things about enjoying foods that you eat in a planned way is that it gives your brain this feeling of like, I can do this, this thing that I used to do and like go crazy on. And I would have, you know, you know, a half of a pumpkin pie every night. And that's what I used to do around Thanksgiving. You know, I would eat like almost a pumpkin pie a day by myself all week long on Thanksgiving week. I love crazy, crazy love pumpkin pie. But now I can see how I would plan to have pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving, one slice of it with whipped cream, look forward to it and not feel gross and like I want to get sick over it or whatever and really enjoy that dessert rather than just going crazy. And I get to have the benefit of enjoying the dessert without the downside of like feeling gross, you know, getting diarrhea, feeling like you're going to vomit, having to unbuckle your pants, all those kinds of things. So it's a way of giving your brain this win. Like I can do this thing. I can still have this thing that I love without having it in such a way that I'm like punishing myself and having negative repercussions about it later. I guess for me, one of the things that I used to always think was like, I imagine myself like, okay, if I'm going to be this perfect version of Diana, that's dieting, I'm going to have gorgeous glass containers filled with, you know, low fat recipes that are stacked up in my fridge. I'm going to eat microwave food every single night. And that's how it's going to be. And that is absolutely not what has helped me to lose 80 pounds. What has helped me to lose 80 pounds? And this is a long, this has been a long road down, you guys, lots of learning, but it has been learning how to be around the foods that I love in such a way that I can keep my weight off. So this week alone, I went to Islands, which is a super yummy like burger, taco joint. Um, it is not a diet place. And I had what I call a 60-40 split burger with my husband, cheeseburger with mushrooms on it, Swiss cheese, delicious, dipped it in ketchup, ate the full, you know, both sides of the part of my bun, had onion rings this week. I will be also having ice cream this week, but instead of having, you know, a huge bowl of it at home in front of the TV, I'll be having a small scoop and I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. I'll be having a cocktail this week. I'm having Italian food this week, but I'm having all of those things and I'm modeling in a normal way for my children how to eat food, but I'm not having it in like, I'm a garbage dispenser, uh, garbage disposal kind of a way, like eating all the leftovers, eating my kids leftover toast, eating my kids leftover chicken nuggets, like, oh, I don't want to have to wrap up this last piece of lasagna. I'll just eat it. Like, that's what I used to do. 
And so I feel like I have not mastered, but I'm like on the way to having a great relationship with food in that I can eat it, enjoy it, but I don't have to make myself sick with it anymore. And I feel really good about that. So I hope this helps someone who's struggling in this way that you can get yourself into a position where you have control over what you're eating. Um, Not that it would be perfect every time. I certainly still have my overeats. Uh, Yesterday was a perfect example. I had had a colonoscopy. I hadn't eaten in 36 hours. I got home and like my husband got me pretzels and olives and hummus. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm definitely, definitely satisfied. But then I'm like, you know, what sounds good as a piece of that cake. And you know what? And I mean, I just spent the whole evening going, you know, what sounds good. You know, what sounds good. And who's going to stop me? Nobody's going to stop me in my house because I hadn't eaten in 36 hours. So I ate and ate and ate. And then I woke up this morning, I drank my water and I got back on my regular grind. I didn't spend any time sitting around feeling bad about the way that I ate yesterday. Because why? What am I going to do? Like, what is making myself feel like shit going to do? I didn't. I got up. I did my regular routine, my workout, my food planning, and I'm getting ready right now to go downstairs and eat my salad for lunch with my husband. And I'm back on my normal thing. And I'm proud of myself. And I think self-love is a big part of it. Like loving myself, being in a spot of discovery where I'm like, I am learning about myself. I am learning about how to, I, nobody taught me this. Like I didn't learn this when I was a little kid. This was not modeled for me when I was a little kid. I am teaching this to myself by listening to different people on podcasts, by reading about it, and by walking the walk myself and realizing, oh, there's that habit again. There's that thing again. So probably the best tool that you can have in your arsenal for learning to be cool with any food that's put in front of you is to get in a place of curiosity, get in a place of loving yourself, and get in a place of being willing to do that work of learning, why is this happening? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Diana Show. If you wanna hear about weight loss, you gotta tune in on Wednesdays. And if you wanna hear about parenting, self-development, second marriages, blending a family of seven people in a three-bedroom house, mental health awareness, and all the other things that are the pieces of the puzzle that have been bringing us joy, tune in on Mondays. To connect with me, I'm on Instagram at ms.dianapiquet. Thanks, friends.